the big news story of the week is in Spotify. So they started the week kicking, cutting about 17% of his workforce. I think it was about 1,500 people. So yeah. not a pleasant Christmas for, for that core. Netflix from next week, you can play Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas on your Netflix app. No extra cost for subscribers. As of December 2023, now Zuckerberg's net worth is estimated to be about $115 billion by Forbes. $190 million off the mm. table carries significance. They're wrong. Hi there, and welcome to Stockbook, podcast brought to you by My Wall Street. I'm Mike, and Jeremy. Today's show is My Wall Street's chief investor, Emmett Savage. Today's podcast is brought to you by Vodafone Business. I know if you're like us here in My Wall Street, you know that running a business is hard. There are countless things to think about and many often simply get ignored or completely forgotten about. Well, that's where Vodafone Business can help. They've crafted a suite of tools and supports to boost your business operations and the best part is it's free for everyone. From cybersecurity to harnessing the power of AI, building a website and improving how your teams work remotely, Vodafone Business will help you to address the often overlooked but crucial elements for your business's success. To get started today, check out their one-to-one vHub digital support and advice service. You'll find everything you need right there. Find the links and our show notes or simply Google Vodafone VHub for more details. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Emmett, how are you? How are you getting on? Hi, Mike. How's it going? It's all good. Now, this episode is going to be published the day of our Christmas party. I just want to ask you, what are you most nervous about? Oh, you know what I'm most nervous about. John Terrell wants us all to jump into the Atlantic Ocean. So we're having a Christmas party in Galway. Uh, which is where your home is, Mike. And uh, we all have to go for a swim, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. And as you can as you can see, I get a bit exercised over the whole time. <laughs> well, this <laughs> is a good one. This is a good one for the listeners now. I said to Emmett that I'd respect him more and it would show more bravery if he didn't swim and didn't cave to the yeah. peer pressure of the moment. Yeah. Well, you know, I grew up in a Dublin town called Malahide and, and my folks house was by the sea and I, I swam every day 365 and then one morning I just slept in and I never looked back I thought wow this is nice that's that's very nice waking up naturally getting up putting on your having a shower putting on your clothes as opposed to doing that other thing <laughs> and I swore I'd never do it again then a few years ago we did one for charity and we all jumped into the sea in Dublin and it was Baltic and I swear I am not one bit looking forward to doing it in Galway which is like at like Dublin but minus two degrees yeah yeah well I actually I was in on Monday and it was nice but um nice is very relative do you know that kind of way it is yeah i was i was going to ask you to double click on that word nice like (laughs) well i was expecting i was expecting to like you know freeze over and i was like well this is actually kind of pleasant but i'm looking out now and it's kind of blustery and rainy so i don't know if it'll be too nice tomorrow we'll see so as our listeners can hear we really know how to have a good time at my (laughs) yeah Yeah. well i'm just glad you didn't say the the bill at the end because you're gonna be the one paying it (laughs) yeah well you know that comes in second place but honestly i doubled the bill if i could stay out of the wall maybe i should just do the brave thing and go i'm not getting in baby all right um okay let's get into the show so and i think the big news story of the week is in spotify so they started the week kicking cutting about 17 percent of his workforce i think it was about 1500 people so yeah. not a pleasant christmas for for that cohort anyways is there anything noteworthy about the layoff Emmett? 
Well, for a start, I suspect there's about 1,500 fewer people with a free Spotify subscription. But um, yeah, Daniel Eck, the founding CEO, wrote in a memo posted online uh, and sent to his employees on Monday. uh, And he said, I realize that for many, a reduction of this size will feel surprisingly large given the recent positive earnings report and our performance. So really, uh, there was, I suppose, a self-awareness that this isn't a good look. Um, And it's the third time. I read the the document as well. Very blunt, will we say. The cutthroat seems harsh, but just very like this is what we need to do for the business and yeah sorry. i agree i read it too and i had and i don't want to be unfair uh, to an entire like uh, race but to say i had a kind of scandinavian uh bluntness, directness if you like yeah, yeah. directness yeah um but it's actually the third time that spotify has cut jobs this year and and uh, it reduced its workforce by 6% in January and then a following 2% there in summer and June. And and as a result of the announcement he made this week, as you can imagine, there was quite a few cynical tweets because they had, Spotify did their, what's it called, a wrap-up, is it? The Spot- Spotify wrapped, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wrapped. And, it, and somebody kind of repurposed that uh, infographic to show that you cut 25% of your workforce this year mm. and the employees most affected, like 2,300, and the department hit the hardest was marketing. And it did it just like uh, the Spotify wrap, which I, I thought was uh, uh, almost inevitable, but it was it was unfortunately well done. But if we look at the bigger picture, like uh, the world, the number of tech layoffs was really front loaded in 2023, more more in January, I suspect, than the entire second half of this year, it seems like in January, and I have a chart here in front of me, there was 108,000 and nearly 109,000 tech layoffs. And that came from Amazon, Google, Microsoft, Salesforce, IBM, all the big names. Mm. All, all companies had- doing quite well as well. Oh, entirely. You would not you would not encounter a name that you would uh, say, yeah, that's frail. That business really is fighting to breathe. Um, so yeah, so January, February, March, between those three months had about a quarter of a million layoffs. Now, when you look at the last few months now, December's only started. So we're at 1900, November 1600, October 31,000, September 14,000. Like they, you basically see that it was Q1 where most of the damage for the year was done. But look, yeah. bringing it back to Spotify, the business, like all those other tech companies uh, that grew in size during the pandemic uh, and its headcount doubled over the last three years to 8,000 workers. That's a big workforce. You know, when you look at Spotify, I think you could be forgiven for thinking what they've done uh, is elegant. And with elegant uh, elegance comes a degree of simplicity. And with simplicity comes, well, not 8,000 people. And I think the main thing that matters at the moment out there in the tech world is profitability ahead of growth. We we see that all the time. We see it in my Wall Street. I mean, my Wall Street for the first few years, uh, our story was grow, 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 earn trust, get the biggest audience possible. But like that's that's all fine as long as somebody's hanging handing you a check. But what really matters now for every business is profitability ahead of growth. So um, you know, despite its efforts to reduce costs x said uh, that in that note that we both read that spotify is still spending too much money and that interest rate 
increases have made it more expensive to borrow. And here's another quote from that missive he sent. He says, the Spotify of tomorrow must be defined by being relentlessly resourceful in the ways we operate, innovate and tackle problems. Being lean is not an option, but a necessity. And actually, as it happens, the shares popped 80, uh, sorry, yeah. 8% on the, uh, after the announcement did you see that i think that's i think it's indicative of wider investor sentiment especially with the company mm-hmm. like spotify and we'll get into the why the operating expenses are so important there is that i think basically all of wall street knows that tech got very bloated yeah. and they yeah. need to see it cutting back and they need to see a focus on the bottom line like spotify is a huge business and it's just turning over 30 million operating profit in this quarter you know, it was yeah. losing 200 million a year last year. So that's a fact. It, it's, it's really shifting the priorities from what you said, from growth to the bottom line. And I think it's very important that, that most tech investors realize that, that the shift has happened. And while some high quality business might get away with it, uh, the focus isn't as much on grow at all costs or even growth yeah. at all, really. So, yeah, for sure. I heard a rumor, I would say, about two years ago, founded on uh, w- one piece of data or, or, or one anecdote. And as I say before, what, an anecdote doesn't make data, but uh, that the big the big tech companies, Microsoft and the likes, were recruiting uh, talent to stop the other guys get it. I mean, mm. it was like vanity recruitment. So, um, and I heard it on a pretty solid, uh, from a pretty solid source, someone who said they were recruited <laughs> to stop being, rec- them being yeah. recruited by someone else. So, you know, uh, when you're in that realm, you realize something has malfunctioned. But look, Spotify shares are up about 150% this year. They're still down from, from their high. So that's the layoffs. But you've been looking into it. Uh, what are your thoughts of it as an investment, Mike? Yeah, so I thought this was worth diving into when we were talking about Spotify because I think a lot of people are going to be listening to Spotify for this podcast. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you mentioned mm-hmm. their stocks up close to 150% year to date. Uh, and it fell, it fell as much as 80% between February 2021 to the end of 2022. So it still hasn't fully recovered. I think it's about 40% from all-time highs set there at the start of 2021. So this whipsaw in the share price isn't surprising. And then to see the company or the stock perform so well while it's going through three different sets of layoffs. You know, if you were if you were in the company as an employee and you're seeing the stock go one way and the staff count go the other, you kind of question things. But I think yeah. that's the the perennial issue investors have with Spotify is its cost structure. It's what Daniel Eck mentioned in the in the in the uh, document that went out to everyone about the layoffs. So mm. I thought it'd be interesting to go through the company and see what's changed, but more importantly, see what's the same. And the number one criticism of Spotify has always been that it can't control its costs. So its main expense is artist royalties, and these, of course, scale along with how many streams an artist gets. Typically, with a software business, you'd have relatively fixed costs, and then scaling is where you make that high margin income because you've spent all your money on whatever else cloud server, cloud servers, and all the tech involved, and all the staff, and everything else. But if you add one more customer, there's no real additional cost to that. Just setting yeah. them up, small yeah, bit. Totally, that's yeah. not the case with that's not the case with Spotify. It doesn't really, really? act like a normal. Sp- a normal software business. So Spotify's gross margin is in the mid-20s and has been for a very long time. 
And even on top of this, so it's sp spending so much money on artist royalties. But on the other side of that, artists hate Spotify because they pee pay peanuts as well. So not only is it getting squeezed, but it's also doing some squeezing itself. So yeah, it's not even like it can really cut into what it's already paying because it's already so low. So I remember <clears throat> we were talking about this recently, Emmett, with the Porter's Five Forces. And one of the, one of the issues yeah. was the buying power of your customers. So Spotify yeah. is in an awful spot here. So it's a distributor, essentially, buying content yes. off record labels and distributing it to its users. So those record labels are incredibly powerful, which is why Spotify's margin performance has been so poor, especially well, for a software company. Like, you know, I don't know, it, yeah. it, it's a software company, but it kind of isn't either, especially its cost structure. So between the big three well, record labels, uh, Universal Music Group, Sony and Warner, they control about 80% of the market. So if we're talking about mm. buying power, that's, that's not the three customers you want to have at no all. No way, no. I mean, never until now did I look at spotify as a two-sided marketplace it just didn't occur to me but it, you could almost argue that it's no different to etsy there's people uh, knitting nice jumpers on one side and buyers on the other but instead of jumpers we're talking about you know obviously podcasts and music but it really is a double-sided marketplace with crushing powers on both sides and that is a, a i suppose a perspective that i'd never latched onto. i have a question for you are you a paying Spotify member or are you Apple Music? Which one do you use? I'm paying Spotify and I don't think I would change for a significant amount of money. Um I, I love it. It's one of my one of my most used apps. Yeah. Now, the reason that's interesting to me is I always looked at Apple Music as a perfect substitute to coming back to Porter. You know, the, the the fact that we have a, I thought right over there is the exact same thing, same tracks, the same podcasts, the same playlists and so on. But it's very funny. Last night, my older son said to me, "He, I'm on Apple Music and he's on Spotify, which is highly inefficient, by the way, for our household. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he said he would never swap. I was like, what are you talking about? It's the same thing. So it's it's not a perfect duopoly. They're actually, it seems that Spotify is really differentiated in the minds of its customers, such as yourself and such as my son. So what is it that yeah. has it so sticky in your mind? Yeah, well, it's an interesting conversation because we probably don't give Spotify enough credit. Mm. Like Apple completely dominated the music market, iTunes and all the rest. And this little yeah. Swedish startup came in and and completely took share. And like it's two biggest competitors, it's two com biggest competitors now are Apple and Amazon. And if you throw YouTube in as well. So Amazon, oh, yeah. Apple, Apple, Amazon and, and Google, yeah. like the three biggest companies in the world and Spotify is the one leading the market. So wow. in that sense, I think it probably doesn't get enough credit as a, as a business story in Spotify, mm. probably because the situation it's in now where it hasn't really kicked on from that it's still stuck with kind of the same problems and maybe that's why apple didn't defend itself as much as it could have because it saw mm -hmm. that there was it wasn't the most lucrative market i'm not sure but yeah. um yeah in terms of actual using spotify i think there's so much they do create curated playlists uh, they kind of tell you what to listen to next which is the beautiful yeah. thing. So like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I remember I used to have Discover Weekly every Monday and then out of the 30 songs, 15 would get added to my already new playlist or whatever else. So there is so much. And, and 
you can see as well that Spotify have been trying to remedy the the gross margin issue around royalties for a long time. So they got mm-hmm. into podcasts heavily. Now their execution on that strategy wasn't great, given Prince Harry and Meghan mm-hmm. Markle twenty million quid to make one podcast or something like. But but yeah. they saw a route of saying, all right, well, we have music but why not get all of audio? And they, they've pushed into audiobooks as well. I think they're trying to add audiobooks as part of just your general subscription, which is great. Mm. Um, but I don't see Spotify not being dominated by music at the same time. I think those are ancillaries. Yeah. They're not yeah. going to be the main product. But even uh, Daniel Ek was really pushing into this AI-generated music. <laughs> Not yeah. not like Elvis singing Tom Jones songs, but like um, <laughs> like lo-fi study music beats that oh, yeah. Spotify could produce itself. And so yeah. that would be streams without royalties, which would be huge for the business. But in the end, it, it, it is going to be dominated by these huge record labels and big names. Uh, so yeah, it, it, yeah. It's, 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 it's always going to be that negative on the stock and I don't think it's going to be able to come out of it. But I had a quick yeah. kind of look through the numbers and basically saying, why is the stock up 150% year to date? Because it's doing something right. Now there is definitely the whipsaw effect. It fell so much from the start of 2021 to the end of 2022 that it had to bounce mm-hmm. back. And I think mm-hmm. in general, I, my my consensus is that the market is all always overreacting overreacting in one direction. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. the negative wasn't that negative in 2022, and the positive probably isn't that positive this year. But yeah, sure. Momentum momentum always feeds into it. But there is a lot of <coughs> sorry. There's a lot of uh, <coughs> positives to highlight because the stock doesn't just go up 150 yeah. percent in 11 months either. So. Yeah. They're getting huge growth in active users still, 26% year over year in the last quarter. Some operating profits of $32 million this quarter compared to a loss of $230 million last year. Free cash flow went from $35 million in 2022 of Q3 to $216 million in its most recent quarter. It's now sitting on about $4 billion in cash and about $1 billion in total debt. So balance sheet's very healthy. Gross margin is at 26%, which is actually... A positive, would you believe? Um, it's up a couple of percentage points over the last year. And yeah. this is probably actually the highest it's been in over the last year, last five years, there, thereabouts, anyways. It's always been that low. Mm-hmm. And probably most importantly, when we're tying this back to the layoffs, is that operating expenses were down 13% year over year. So I think this is where Daniel Eck is going to find those efficiencies. This is going to run the business. It's not going to turn it into Ryanair or anything but mm. to really cut down and and probably just accept that, okay, we're a low margin business. We have to act mm. like it. Do you know? Yeah. Airlines. But do you know, it, no, sorry, yeah, you're right, but it's, sorry, on, on that point, sorry to cut across you, but it's like Spotify on being a low margin business, it is, it is a utility. And what I mean by that is um not that the price doesn't matter but that the it is one of the last things you would cancel in your life you know so when you look across the gamut of month, monthly outgoings in your life i would say most people who have a spotify or indeed netflix subscription will put it in the top 10 percent are the ones least likely to cut because we all aggregate these recurring 
bills monthly, yearly, whatever it is. But the utility of that is so high. It's so like it's the last thing you'd cut. Like I always believe like one's attachment to your music is is analogous to perhaps your religion. It's a deep-seated um emotional connection with something so your spotify when that business is getting more and more efficient in the ways you described with ai and it's you know landing the perfect tune at the perfect moment or the perfect vibe at the perfect moment if you're studying it actually get becomes a deeper part of your um day-to-day week-to-week year-to-year life and, and there's and, and there's huge yeah. sunk costs as well if you go I, i'd say i have 50 playlists made you know they yes exactly they just go you'd up have and smoke to ban they're gone yeah that, that's a very good point as well. But if you look at like uh, Starbucks, you know, high volume, low margins, like, I mean, it's just throwing you, co- well, actually probably decent margins in Starbucks case, but the theory of coffee is that, you know, you're throwing out as many cups as you can make in a day and they all have a small margin, but you're doing enough of them. And that's the Spotify effect. It is the coffee house of music, so to speak. Yeah. And I I, I think that's where it's going for. And definitely reading what Daniel Ek wrote about it. Mm. It's, it's, it's maybe just deciding that, yeah, okay, we are a low margin business. And because of that, yeah. we're going to have to run such a tight ship and operate in some senses like supermarkets or airlines or wherever else where yeah. they have to pinch pennies to make the machine works basically. So that's the bull and bear case. And I don't know if I'm even more confused after putting it out because I think there is perennial issues, but yeah, it, there's also so many positives, like we said as well, and especially mm. around just how users talk about it, how I talk well, about when it, you, how your son talks about it. Yes, and when you take the everything into account, I don't think anyone would doubt that it will be around in 20 years. The only reason Spotify won't endure is if it's bought out. That would be my view. So if one of those tech giants go, hey, look, let's just leapfrog. Let's, if if um, if Amazon said, look, our efforts haven't been all that great, let's do a Paramount Studios on this, uh, ek, name your price. That's the only reason why I believe Spotify won't be around in 10 or 20 years because it has such a deep-seated purpose now. Um, and a deep-seated customer base that it will endure. So when we look at X latest letter or the last quarterly results, we're applying a very tight filter to a giant picture. And I think the giant picture is we're looking at a a brand that we all saw, like Airbnb. Uh, We all saw the brand arrive into our lives, and it will be there long after we've uh, let out our terminal breath. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's true. Uh, but I also think I don't know if it makes a great acquisition target. You know, if you're buy if you're What's to buy it at its cap? its market cap's just shy of forty billion. So if you're yeah. to add, let's say fifty billion for uh, <clears throat> for you know how, acu- how how acquisitions go and the premium on it, yeah, you're talking about what fifty times free cash flow. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's a big price tag, and you're also what again. These giant texts often don't price, usually don't price things like that. They just yeah. say, right, this now is just getting deeper into the 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 home or to the pocket or to the phone or whatever it is, and so that's how they probably go about that. But that's not to say that I think it'll be acquired. I don't. I think Eck and I think uh, Spotify Eck will keep Spotify independent. He's he's certainly got a clarity yeah. of vision. The only acquisition 
that would make real sense is if one of the studios bought it. Oh yeah, totally. If yeah. Universal Music Group or Sony or Warner Music Group went and bought it, I'd say there'd be antitrust issues out the wazoo. Oh, over yeah. It. But yeah. yeah, there there would be where you would actually see some synergies, and you could see some genuine improvements in the margins. Yeah, that's true. But then you see back to Porter's Five Forces, the other studios would suddenly have a very strong leverage because they're like, yeah. well, you've got your catalogs and we've got ours. And by the way, you don't have uh, Grateful Dead anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Whoever. yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, okay. it's it's a it's a fascinating one to watch. And, and I know we're, we've probably beaten it to that, but I don't think there's a stock investor uh, who hasn't considered Spotify and looked at it and can and assess those multiples and, and its position. I, I have looked at it a thousand times and I continue to do so. Yeah, it's just such a day to day brand in people's yeah. lives. Um, yeah. But again, there's so many question marks. Yeah, it's a really interesting business to talk about in this sense, but I don't think I don't think the picture yeah. is any clearer for me anyway. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, long term buy would be a yes, but I acknowledge the fact that it is it has a, a pricey uh multiple and it always has really always has yeah. had so um but i like it i think it's a great business and um i don't need to like the leader i don't dislike him but certainly he's not a uh, man of the week uh considering this christmas is on the on the horizon yeah okay all right moving on we're just going to give a quick reminder <clears throat> for my friends at vodafone business they're sponsors of stock club so check out their free one-to-one -one digital support and advice service today to discuss a range of topics from social media tips cybersecurity and building a website for your business. Search Vodafone VHub or go to the link in our show notes for today's episode. Just go in and talk to them. Walk into a shop and talk to them. That's, there you go. <laughs> ask, ask about VHub. There you go. All right, Emmett. Easy. Uh, <laughs> easy. Uh, it's been a while, but we had a few different things you wanted to cover. Um, so we're bringing back yeah. big deal or no big deal. And we're going to get a few of them oh, out yeah. very quickly. So uh, right. you're kicking off with uh, Zuckerberg. He sold shares in Facebook for the first time in two years, offloading just shy of 200 millions worth. Big deal or no yeah. big deal? Yeah, well, insider stock purchases and sales are often considered a valuable signal for investors um, as these individuals are presumed to have access to non-public information uh, that could affect the company's future stock price. However, the relationship between insider trading and then the subsequent stock price performance is actually very complex and it's not always so straightforward. And there's been so many academic studies investigating the relationship between an insider like Zuckerberg buying or selling a share and then the subsequent performance. And we could spend an entire episode discussing those findings, but sticking to the question for once, I'm going to say this is no big deal. As of December 2023, now Zuckerberg's net worth is estimated to be about $115 billion by Forbes, making him the seventh richest person in the world. So if anyone thinks him taking $190 million off the mm. table carries significance, they're wrong. Like he and his wife Priscilla have vowed to donate 99% of all of their meta shares to good causes during their lifetime, um, which you have to admire. And also, I, I love hearing that because they need to do it in public so others take the, follow the lead, but that's another discussion. So I think 190 million is as newsworthy as me donating, you know, $10 to a charity. It's it's no big deal whatsoever. And it, it, it's, it's a good question, but it's also worth just realizing how insignificant this is against the man's wealth. 
I think the big deal was him actually not selling for two years. Have you looked at the stock yeah. chart between November yeah. 21 and November 23? Yeah. And it's almost it's almost a perfect curve. Yeah. Like he he clearly decided in his head, well, he, he, you know, all these all these CEOs have some sort of selling plan because they're yeah. worth so much. Is more than hundred billion worth of Facebook shares. So he clearly decided, well, no, I'm not selling at that value because I feel like that's undervalued. And it didn't come back until it was basically at the same price. I think it was 340 in November of 21 and it's 320 yesterday, November 23. Yeah. So I thought that was really impressive. And it looked just like, oh, well, I'll only sell my shares when I think they're of a, a fair value. No, fair point. And when you look at these business leaders, uh, the, the founding CEOs who are household names, generally they'll say and do things that the, the voting public will go against, like obviously Elon Musk being the extreme example, but like Zuckerberg renaming the business to Meta and pegging a, I presume, 20 or 30 year vision down to say, look, we're moving towards the metaverse and I'm going to get ahead of the curve. And the stock took that hammering that you described and um, he stood steadfast, I suppose, and, and uh, in his resolve. And now we've all accepted the business called Meta. I think most people have accepted the metaverse will creep in. It mightn't arrive this or next year. It definitely won't arrive this year in, in force. Um, and he, again, through his inaction by not selling any shares, there was a signal, but it's it's almost an invisible signal. How can you, mm. uh, you know, uh, take something from something that didn't happen, but there is something in that, Mike. Okay, look, before I get too uh, off the reservation, I'm going to hit you with... I suppose the hottest news at the moment, which is Grand Theft Auto 6, but rolling back a bit, Netflix has launched its Grand Theft Auto trilogy for free, along with 80 other games. Is that a deal or no big deal? Yeah, I love this, just the timing, both for Netflix and Take-Two. So basically mm -hmm. Netflix from next week, December 14th, you can play Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas on your Netflix app, no extra cost for subscribers. Um, as you said, there's already been 80 plus games within Netflix that you can play, but I think this really kicks it off. They're obviously going to be the highest profile names, but it's also adding to the excitement of the launch of Grand Theft Auto 6. And it's unbelievable marketing play from, from Take Two, I think, but it's also kicking off Netflix gaming ventures into, I wouldn't say Overdrive because I don't think they have been really driving yet it's, it's kind of crawling yeah. so far but now now yeah. it's really being like all right this is our intention and this is what we can do so i'm going to say a big deal um there's a quote from yeah. the co-ceo <laughs> greg peters he said in the q3 earnings call talking about gaming and just the quest to keep people and their users engaged basically uh, so it says our job is to incrementally scale to the place where games have a material impact on the business we've got ambitious plans here we really want to grow our engagement by many multiples of where it is today over the next handful of years. So mm. they're seeing where the puck is going in a sense, and they realize that they have the distribution, they have the scale, but also people aren't just watching TV on their phones. So how can we, how can we use the fact that we're in basically everyone's pockets? Oh, and this, yeah. this is a very <clears throat> natural segue into it. And when they first mentioned it, it didn't really have much momentum because there was nothing like this on it. But now mm -hmm. I think we're going to see a lot more people pick up oh, yeah. their phones, start playing San Andreas, you know, on the yeah. subway or on their commutes. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a great yeah. move. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, these are some of the biggest titles in gaming history. Um, the Grand Theft Auto Vice City was a game changer. I remember at the time you could buy the soundtrack when CDs were a thing and it was a six CD set. They'd kind of secured the distribution rights for a whole bunch of 80 bangers and also 70 bangers. And I love that word bangers, but they also <laughs> had like, they had like, they had actors like Ray Liotta voice, one of the characters and, and like no one, no one, uh, Hollywood players, uh, in the game. Yeah. And it was a, it was a real seminal moment in gaming where they'd absolutely maxed out the chipsets, the, the, the acting, the, the sounds, the whole lot. And, and, and now it's down into the phone. Can you play, can you play it on the, uh, TV app, I wonder, or does it have to be the mobile phone app? I'm not sure what the controls would be yeah. on your TV app, but uh, I'm sure yeah. you can figure out a way. Yeah, we had a fun thought exercise on our live show. Um, and oh, being just as before we just... before we move on, we have to give credit to Bill Mann at our at our oh, live yeah. show. So when we were uh, oh great minds, yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar to the question we're just about to ask. When we were at our live show, Bill Mann said, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing Netflix by Take-Two Interactive. And I'd say, what, two weeks later, we see uh, Take-Two's Take Two's game, uh, Grand Theft Auto, all over Netflix. So. I've been meaning to text him to ask him, how did you, like, come on, that's like, honestly, <laughs> like, that of, he sat on stage. A bit of insider trading, him. maybe. Hold on, like he, you're right. He said Netflix will probably buy Take Two Interactive. We had a good chat about it, um, and that was that knocked my socks off when I saw the announcement from Netflix. Only two weeks later, I just wondered, yeah, where's this guy's so. crystal ball hidden? Right hopefully on that subject. Hopefully, his ears are burning. Oh. Listen to this show now. <laughs> um, right uh, on that then so Mike just a one way question you're not allowed to ask me well you can if you want but uh, let's just go N name an acquisition that you think might happen in 2024 um, you had a good one on the night I suppose you can regurgitate that yeah I think Disney is going to I, it mightn't be its first intention but I think we might see ESPN getting offloaded um, mm. It was, I said in Q3, it just started uh, reporting ESPN revenue separately. So mm. that could be it, putting it in the shop window. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. It has to free up 8 billion quid to fulfill its com uh, acquisition of Hulu from Comcast fully. So at the yeah. minute, I think Disney owns two thirds of Hulu and Comcast owns the last third. And there was a long-term contract, which basically saw Disney agree to buy the rest of it from Comcast eventually. I think that's happening next year. We've already seen Iger offload some assets. I think he is looking to sell ABC News. He's looking to sell Disney's operations in India. But I think in terms of if you were an as someone going and buying companies, you would look at ESPN as the one you want. And yeah. I think... I think Netflix would love to buy it, but I don't think it has the firepower. I don't think there are many companies that actually do have the firepower when it comes to the cost of sports rights these days, the NFL, the NBA. We've seen Google, we've seen Amazon get involved and it goes into the billions very quickly. And if that's mm -hmm. ESPN's whole business, it gets very expensive. So there are only a certain amount of companies that can actually, they could afford to buy ESPN, but to, to run it, in that sense. Um, so I think anyone of Apple, Google, or Amazon could all be in the mix. They've all splashed mm -hmm. out in live sports recently. And it's that one area of entertainment, we'll say, that tech hasn't really 
got involved in. It's dipped the toe in recent years. We've seen Google and Amazon with the NFL, uh, Apple with the MLS. But you know, maybe that's just that's just a litmus test to see. All right, can we actually do this? Um, so yeah, I think ESPN might be on the chopping block, and I think it'll be a very interesting asset, especially for those companies. And it goes into what you said, where maybe it mightn't be purely for profit when we mentioned about buying Spotify, but it's about reach and it's about kind of how involved these companies can be in everyone's day-to-day lives. And I think mm-hmm. it was, it was stat from last year or the year before where 49 of the top 50 watched, like uh, watched bits of TV were NFL games. Uh, wow. So, Yes, that rings a bell. Amazing. When you lived in America, did you have a subscription to ESPN? Was it a subscribe? It is a subscribe service, is it? There's ESPN Plus, but no, like to watch watch ESPN, it would be part of the cable channels. Gotcha. I see. Okay. If Apple owns that, then it's on Apple TV. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's a big opportunity there. So yeah, I think that could be a realistic acquisition to have next year. And I think... Disney might need some cash and they're looking at a lot of different routes. Maybe that's where they get their best offer. Interesting. I mean, I saw recently like Netflix had the Netflix open, was it? The the, the Las Vegas golf game. Oh, the golf thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... And they've all tested the whole sports on their platform thing and it so far hasn't just looked or felt right. I know it's hard to describe, but that that golf coverage just didn't look the same as you'd see on regular telly as you'd say at home yeah yeah you know? nah. that's that's kind yeah. of netflix because netflix has the f1 show and the golf show so i think they're just trying to combine it together but i think so, uh like amazon prime has thursday night football now and i think youtube mm-hmm. bought nfl sunday ticket both paid mm-hmm. billions for it so i mm-hmm. think it could be in their wheelhouse um there'd be a lot of convincing mm-hmm. on both sides but Disney, yeah. if Disney wants some cash, I, that's that's what I, I'd be much more interested in ESPN than ABC News. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right, Mike. Uh, I think that concludes our conversation for today. Uh-huh. I'm just going to give a quick shout out again to our friends at Vodafone Business. Uh, if you're a business owner in need of a leg up when it comes to your digital transformation, just get yourself over, over to Vodafone B-Hub and book your appointment today. So find the link in the show notes for more details. Uh, Emma, just go in and thanks. talk to them. Just go in and talk. Just, just go in and talk to them. Go in and badger <laughs> someone trying to sell you an iPhone. <laughs> stand at the side. Just stand at the side there, and he'll be over to you in a minute. That's what I found. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Emma, thanks for joining me, and thanks everyone for listening. In. Remember, if you have any elevator pitches you'd like to like us to tackle, get in touch on Twitter at my Wall Street HQ, on TikTok at my Wall Street, or simply just email us a pod at mywallstreet.com. If you're enjoying the show, leave us a review and share us with your friends. We will talk to you next week. Thank you.